All right. Welcome to Les Cast. I am your host, Amanda Costner. We are recapping First Kill Season 1, Episode 4. And with me today is the queen of radical comedy. She just got back from performing in the Laugh Riot Girl Comedy Festival in L.A., Her recent second live album, Chaos, that's K-H-A-O-S, is available on Spotify and iTunes, which is linked in the description. Please allow me to welcome comedian KJ Whitehead. Hello, thank you for having me. I'm happy to be on a podcast and stuff. (laughs) I feel like I just saw you. We were lucky enough to perform together last week at a Pride show. It was really fun. Yes, we did at the Wiener Circle, which <laughs> I, I was like, I'm like, I'm scared because I'm, I'm like, I understand it's their job to be mean if they want to be mean. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm sensitive. Oh, totally. <laughs> I forgot to warn my friend who came and he went to get food uh, for our listeners and, and people watching. The Wiener Circle is a Chicago staple where you go to buy wieners if you will hot dogs Mm -hmm. and uh they are they berate you they are me they are mean to you that's like their thing they're one of those types of restaurants my friend we had a show there my friend didn't know he walked in walked immediately walked back out he's like i'm not getting food they were mean to me i was like oh that's that's their thing fernando (laughs) i surprisingly they left me alone like they they left me alone. I knew that at any point, like if I messed up, they they'd be on me. But like, there's a guy in front of me who was like a uh, like a rocker white guy, and and someone behind the counter was like Joe Dirt, what you want? <laughs> and <laughs> and then I was I had my mask on while I was waiting for my food, and I was trying not to laugh, and she knew that I was trying not to laugh because <laughs> if I did, I knew I was next. Uh, <laughs> <So> right. <laughs> Safe call there, safe call. Well, we are tits deep into this series. We're at the halfway mark, episode four. This is like such an action-packed episode. So much happens. So let's just jump in. They titled this First Date, which, uh, what do you think? Good first date or bad first date, if you're Cal or Juliet? I'm sorry. I'm still stuck on tits deep. (laughs) I I never heard heard that expression before. (laughs) I don't know if I heard it until I said it just now. Uh, well, okay. All right. So backtracking up to what you said, what my thoughts are so far. I think uh, one of the characters being named Juliet and uh, there's definitely, I can't get the idea of Romeo and Juliet out of my head for one. And then two, like, this expand, and I don't know how many other people saw saw it. Like, to me, this just expanded on. This reminded me of class, basically, and how the families, each family's on their own feels as far as their social status, and not just that, but the clash of class between the two families, uh, between. Uh, and Juliet and why am I blanking on Cal? Uh, Cal, Calliope, Calliope, who prefers Cal? Yeah, there's a lot of um. <laughs> we've been around. Yeah, we are. Um, you know, you've got the matriarch grandma on one side, um, and you know she's like embarrassed by what happened. Like she doesn't even care about the dad dying. And then on the monster hunting side, we have we're like okay, you know we finally get some interaction between Talia and the other woman who's like, who was like dusting their house uh, in, in the pilot. Um, and we don't know like who, you know, which person is higher on the guild importance ladder and all that. And I'm like, can we just for a second, I, I do, I, it's, it keeps bothering me. What happened to Juliet's dad? Because that's not Julia's dad. Right. That's the big question. Is At first I thought he was, because like in one episode they mention a monster who 
can take on the properties of like the worst monster in the world or what I don't know how they phrased it but I thought maybe he was in and then I was like oh is he like somebody else they did the grandma make him into a a bad guy yeah no idea what's going on but he's not right I think I and this is just my thinking because while I was looking also uh, for the recap just to be sure of what I saw and I saw a it's one of those spoilers that I try to avoid all the time and I saw a glimpse and I think we will find out what happened or oh. an idea of what's going to happen what happened with them but I love how not everything is spelled out ever it's and- interesting because the last person I yeah. podcasted with I think it was like Nika she was like, ah, I want all the details right away. I hate it. And then you're like, oh, I like how they're like kind of keeping some things a mystery. I do agree with you that that is keeping us a little bit on our toes. If we knew everything, if there was nothing to find out, it's a little bit less interesting for me. And yeah, same. I, I feel the same and I feel the same in that. It depends on whatever it is. Like for a show like this, I'm willing to write this out just just uh to allow the show to tell me whatever it feels like it wants to tell me and then maybe there are things that um the show will save if there's a season two. Oh, we're definitely and, getting a season two for sure we have to um, i mean you you never know <laughs> i know i know you're right i shouldn't I get mean, my hopes up <laughs> well we there, start the episode off that happen yeah yeah you're right yeah. you're right um, we are in the middle, finally. Uh, I, I like the action. And so we're finally in the middle of this big rampage. We've been waiting. I thought we were going to get it episode three. We didn't. Now we get it episode four. What did you think of this big fight sequence? Uh, the fighting was something... <laughs> I, I had thoughts on it, whereas like how violent it got threw me off because I didn't expect that from the show but I'm like you know episode four ratcheted the violence yeah yeah it absolutely did and just there are (laughs) just at the end of it it got me like there's the uh I think of the trailer for the movie us from Jordan Peele when uh the family's trying to figure out who are these people who are just giving them trouble. And then they realize it's us <laughs> and just how my head turned and like, wait a minute, which is exactly the same way I reacted when they didn't die because the uh, Julia's father, mother, and the rest of the legacy vamps, like they got stabbed, but like they did not die. Yeah, the monster hunters realize their special weapons aren't so special. They aren't working. Right. That threw me, that threw me off. Yeah, and Talia's pissed uh, about it. Like, uh, you sent us in here for no reason. Our friends got killed. Tess, poor Tess, Calzax lost her parents. Yeah, it got real graphic. And I I don't know how I feel about Tess as a person. Was Tess the one that uh, betrayed Cal and like told everyone what she was thinking? Yep, in the last episode, okay. yep. Yeah, what a betrayal for a best friend. But I, I see, I said on the last recap, I was like kind of both sidesing it. Because I think it's like a pretty serious situation where, you know, if it was anything else, I don't know that Tess betrays Cal. I I do think Tess thought she was doing what was right, you know, for all of them to keep them all safe. Yeah, I I think it was more personal. Oh. I, I, I do think it was more personal. It wouldn't be, the show wouldn't be what it is. Like if it was just to keep everyone safe, like there was more, it could be both, but I think her feelings about her feelings when it came to Cal, that came first. 
Okay. Uh, all right. That's an interesting point. I think that's a good point. Is it ever not complicated if you like loved somebody and then, you know, now they're, they're, they're your best friends. So I see the point you're making. Um, uh, let's see, sorry. we get, we get Cal, uh, and Juliet, they kind of team up. Juliet saves her. And then, um, we bring Ben in, they decide we're going to bring the best friend in and just just slap him in the face with all this new information. What did you think of the scene where Juliet just into ponytail guy and Ben's like, oh my God. And she comes up and they slow-mo her with just all that blood all over her face. I was, I, I, um, uh, I, I don't know. Uh, visually that was interesting. And uh, <laughs> I was laughing. I was cracking up. You were laughing? Yes, I thought it was so. I was just like, "Oh my god, look what they're doing! They're slow mowing the blood and the." <laughs> I, I, it got, it got me. Uh, I will say, just so many relationships were tested here, mm-hmm. and and that especially with, I mean, Ben just saw. Uh, his best friend ripped someone's throat out like it's like no we, we we have to talk about this and we have to reevaluate everything even back to 2016 right <laughs> like what should they did. <laughs> are you the real you I can't trust anything now <laughs> that then, also, I'm sorry go ahead go ahead uh, uh no you go you go I I was also interested because like they're going through school together, but at the same time, it's like that has me questioning their aging. What do you mean? Because vampires are not supposed to, like they age much slower Mm -hmm. or they're supposed to age much slower. So the fact that they actually grew up together threw me off, especially since she was born a vampire. Oh my goodness. I hadn't even thought about that. Um, what's going on? Yeah. Because Margot made their dad and then, um, you know, like, yeah, the aging thing, I don't know what's going on with that either. So like, Oh yeah. And then that just to find out, Oh, this threw me off to find out that, uh, Margot was the one who messed up first. And that the dad wasn't a, that was really. Yep, Margo's the black sheep of the family. Her mom hates that was her. Really How funny was it watching a uh, do what? That was really something interesting mm-hmm. to find out. Yeah, it was. I didn't expect that because she seemed so proper in the pilot. And um, mm-hmm. wasn't it interesting uh, after all the chaos watching Eleanor run around going, uh, we had no idea. Sorry, everyone for the inconvenience, like while her dad is dying, but also like, she's a little bit of a complex character because then she, we see, she also really does care about her dad and like bargains to save his life. I mean, there's, there has to be more to her. There always had to be. And I knew there was, but it's like, she has a, she does a good job of hiding that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like in this episode, yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, she basically says, like, I'm the one who called Oliver out as the evil twin, you know, and she almost, you know, I think she almost sees herself sort of as the protector of the family, at least in this episode, which is not where, like, I thought she was going to be the villain, you know, just the fun cause trouble villain. That's actually Oliver, I think. That is. Uh, and it's not entirely it's not entirely clear what Oliver got himself roped in, nor like exactly what he did. I, I'm, it's not very clear as to like what he did for his family to cast him out. Yeah, and, we're still gonna have to get that reveal later in the season. But I think in his conversation with Talia back when they were torturing him, like they, uh, she started feeling sorry for him a bit yes i i thought that was such an interesting scene when she's like so upset she wants her daughter back and she's like you know more graphic violence but then also 
she was like kind of empathizing with him because at one point he was like, oh, you know, not all. He was like, that's so great that you care. You want to protect your daughter. And she's like, I bet your mommy and daddy want to protect you too. And then she's back to like wanting to get her daughter back. But I was like, oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. I There's so much here, like people, how people are understanding each other, people and families from two different backgrounds and how the two people just like, one from each family are just kind of turning the whole thing on its head and forcing these two sides to try to understand each other. And I think, I think the show was trying to speak to that when it came to like reality and us trying to understand each other too, despite our differences, whatever they may be. But we know that uh, uh, we've done a hell of a job. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point you make that, um, you know, the whole Romeo and Juliet thing, the whole monsters versus monster hunters things. Um, you know, we, we have two completely different perspectives and, you know, it's like, I love that you made that point of like, you know, this is something we have to do in real life. We have to try to understand each other's perspectives. And, um, so it's really fun that the show is exploring this, you know, with the fantastical world of vampires and monsters layered on top of it. I think that's how they could have done it without actually turning to another show that, spoke with some heavy social commentary and that would be like okay this is another uh that would like have people be like okay this is another show about just like race and all that stuff all right there are other shows like this too but adding what they added there are no other shows like this they made it their own and i think that was great yeah um you're right like we're we're seeing a couple and we're also seeing two families that are sort of uh, attempting to integrate and we've got you know this white family we've got this this black family um and you're right it's 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 interesting how we're getting to see sides of that and it's not you know they're not doing it in an overt way they're doing it in this other different unique way but they're still speaking to what's, you know, what's going on in, in our society. Yeah, I think uh, that makes me excited for what the other episodes are going to bring. I'm trying to recap in my head what else, what else stuck out to me in this episode. In well, we learn vampires can feed on each other, which uh, I was shocked by that. Why don't they all just live off each other's own blood i'm going to art i'm going to believe that it's not enough Mm, okay like because i've seen in other vampires like uh what's called blade 2 for example um there is a character in there who is weak also a vampire and blade out of a show show of passion like lets her feed off of him uh, so that she could regain her strength and uh, see yeah uh, so that makes sense then yeah i think you're right about that um i liked when margo oh sorry go ahead (laughs) no 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 go go ahead i was gonna say i liked when margo uh was like we're really seeing how much she cares about her husband. And uh, she was like, you promised me at least a thousand years together. It reminded me of my wife. Cause sometimes if I do like dumb shit, she'll be like, you can't die on me or I'll kill you. Like, how dare you, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that like, but it's the vampire version. Like you promised me at least a thousand years. Oh, <laughs> can you imagine a thousand years? I can't, I wouldn't, after I watched, um, what was the show with uh, Ted Danson and the uh, Kristen uh, Bell where they're in the afterworld? Uh, the Good Place. Yes. Well, after The Good Place, I was like, oh, they perfectly explained it. You don't want to live forever. <laughs> yeah. But um, this show, I'm trying to think what it is. I think I'm interested in seeing how this show would look like in 
I'm very happy like queer girls are just like being shown and this is representation and I love it. I am very interested in seeing like how this would look like through a gay male like storyline. Not only that, uh, this also reminds me of the movie Bit. Oh, I haven't heard of that one. Uh, Basically, it's a girl who finds like a coven of vampires when she moves to Los Angeles. Oh. And she also just so happens to be trans and they do a story uh, like part of that is in there. But it just, it kind of reminds me of that. Okay, 2019, I see bit. Oh, I have to, I'll have to look that up, this up. It says she falls in with four queer feminist vampires who try to rid this. That sounds amazing to me. They try to rid the city streets of predatory men. Uh, Yeah, I got to look up bit. Um, I looked at, I originally watched that for an episode of Boo Ha Ha with Sammy James, who runs We Are Trans in New York. And um, we talk about queer and trans representation in horror movies, and that was part of it. And I would imagine uh, there needs to be a discussion about uh, First Kill. And well, let me ask you yeah. uh, the show is really progressive because, like, as far as, you know, as you mentioned, two, uh, a lesbian couple leading the show. That's the main couple of the show. And best friend is gay. And then also this thing of like, it's never really talked about. It's like not a thing. Um, the one thing that I, I'm not sure uh, we're getting, although sometimes, you know, shows will do this and just like not tell us uh, is, you know, we don't, so far we don't have any trans representation. So do you think that that would have added something or um, is it okay to not, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? I thought about bringing this up throughout, but like, I wasn't sure. I'm, I'm, I don't know how I feel about it because as much as I would like to see trans representation, I'm getting so sick of the conversations of like, why do we have to accept trans women? Or like, you, you know, fine, what trans women are women, they're trans women. And I'm, I'm just like, you know, fuck off. I, I just, you know what, <laughs> fine, that. do all the, I, I don't know how I, if frust- it, it, I don't feel as much as I would like to see that representation, I don't think we're going to see that in this show because I think that a lot of the country and media right now we're lacking in trans, uh, lesbian like representation. And I don't think anyone really cares to put that forward. And I just, and rather than yeah, I just don't think enough people care. And the ones who do, they keep getting bombarded by, you know, cis lesbians who are like, why do we need to include trans women and everything? And as much mm-hmm. as, yeah, I, I would just rather be like, you know what? Fine, fuck you. <laughs> okay, but, uh, you tell know. me if I'm getting this right. It sounds like you're saying... I would love some trans representation on this show, but I don't necessarily want all of the baggage that comes with it, especially in the lesbian community right now and in our country right now. Right. And there's, I don't want it, not because like, it's not worth like taking on it. It is, but at the same time, I am black and I'm like, I'm already, I already get enough shit from like, you know, and I guess this is more of a personal thing that I'm speaking on. And I, I apologize for that, but I already Ooh, no, no. see enough of it just outside of the queer community among like cishets and what they think about trans people. So the fact that I go back to a community that I identify with and this is how they this is how they feel about people like me. Well, not all of them, of course, and certainly not all of them, but at large, that's that's what I'm getting. Like on the show, I would like to see it, but I think uh, the 
that'll end up being a whole other thing, just like that study in the UK where a cis lesbian, supposedly like there was a study that had like cis lesbians talking about how they, they feel like trans women are pushing themselves on, onto them and forcing them to be intimate. Well, that I, I that is, you know, not how I feel. Um, I, I think it's just like such a load of bullshit uh, to think that trans women are forcing lesbians to date them. But you're right; that is um, rhetoric and propaganda that's being pushed into our community. There are several other YouTubers who are transphobic, who are popular lesbian YouTubers, and you know they haven't been like you know, wiped off the platform because of their uh, expression of transphobia, which uh, saddens me. At the same time, I think we, I hope we get a trans character if we have a season two. Um, I, I it, it would add to me to the story because this is just such a queer positive show right now, but we're just missing that representation. I think if there is a season two, there will be a trans character but it will be one that people want rather than you know like something that's different something that is uh something that is outside of what people are used to yeah like it would be um you know maybe a straight trans character as opposed to a lesbian or it would be you know for a white character it would be they would try to make it as um, uh, accept, quote unquote, acceptable as possible. Is that what you're saying? Yes, because they always, they always do that. No one is really, I find that a lot of them are, my lighting is fucked. Sorry. Um, (laughs) I find that a lot of them are really willing to go as far radical as money allows them to go. And I think that also includes uh, what's what's in this show. And I find that very disappointing. As yeah. someone who as someone who grew up with little money and who has gone on to make little money, even doing comedy for as long as I have, I'm like, why the fuck not? Right. Try it. You know, you've already tried a fucking lesbian vampire story. Why don't you try adding more? I, I'm just so sick of people being like, well, people aren't ready for it. Like, fuck off. Like, no, I not? think they are. Yeah, I think people are ready. And and honestly, like, who cares? <laughs> just I, I who cares for the people who aren't ready? Um, but you're right that there's this, there's always the like money versus, you know, what would be best for the product, you know? And I'm trying to think when it comes to being back in a show, you saying what you just said like that, makes me think status as opposed to what's for the family and best for Juliet and Cal and of course we all have that thing where we want to like we have the thought of just running away with someone that we fell in love with but I think toward the end of the episode especially is when I started really seeing uh, parents especially the moms like put aside and put aside how they feel about their status and their family or whatever and be like no my baby's missing right yeah. Talia's like screw them. the guild yeah like i need my daughter back yeah that was i think that was a lot of this episode was the two moms and this is like a, a thing that we i think i want to say i discussed with the episode three recap is you know both moms fighting for their families and specifically for their daughters Um, okay, we got to talk about the the bonfire in in the woods. The kids, uh, the Ben, Cal, and Juliet go to dispose of the body. Ben makes the lesbians carry the body. I loved that. 
And then they run into some other kids and it's awkward, but also we get another Smashly reference. She loved drinking in the park. Yeah, I just they love throwing those Smashly references. What did you think of the big bonfire woods scene? Uh, that scene was, uh, I find it like that's, I found that scene to be an excuse to bring Cal and Juliet closer together. Yes. Because you did like, see them have their first yeah. like conversation, really, where they're like talking, walking through the woods. Yeah. And which I think was the, the, uh, the title of the episode was first date. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. At the beginning, I asked you like, what would you think? Was this a good first date or a bad first date? Yeah, I think given uh, given the situation, this was a very eventful first date. Oh, yeah, I think it's it eventful. Was, yeah, and I, a lot of us were. I feel like a lot of us watch would be like, "Oh, we, de- I definitely want that." And then you're in the situation, and you're like, "No, you don't." <laughs> and, <laughs> Um, I mean, where's then, dead oh, ponytail guy the whole time? Like, is he behind the tree while they're banging? Where, where, I, what happened with, <laughs> where, what happened to the dead body? I just really, all right, I, when it comes to scenes like that, especially since it's among high schoolers, I am very, as someone who used to watch over kids on a daily basis before the pandemic, like I'm very, sorry. Oh no, that's Chicago. <laughs> I thought, uh, I think he was under uh, a log that they sat down. So like they brought the body, they buried the body and they put that giant log on it. I thought oh, that's what happened okay. to the body. I must've missed up. <laughs> and I found it, <laughs> I found it funny that the father, uh, I don't know, you know, don't tell me. I, I gotta remember his name. Um, oh, I don't remember his name. I just been calling oh, okay. him the dad. <laughs> uh, the father picked them up as if it was definitely a date. And I feel like, yeah, that's kind of a date. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a date. Yeah. They uh they went somewhere, they they had a, a nice kiss and and plus more. Yeah, and back to that's what I was trying to bring up before I forgot before the ambulance started rolling by like that's what I was like worried about like how are they going to do this scene and then like is it going to be like is it I got worried and it was just in the back of my mind and this is just having watched too much of Ever since I saw blue is the warmest color, I just got scared of any scene after that because I'm like, they're not going to have, how are they going to play this, especially given the bad rap of showing like a queer sex scene between women and the fact that the very first one I saw a man, a man directed that. Right. A lot of them are directed by men. Yeah. I thought this was like, quick and I don't think tasteful is the right word for this show um but like it was I don't feel like they're necessarily being exploitative um I just think you know like sometimes when I'm watching like euphoria or something I'm like I don't know I don't know if this is okay um but here I think there are just but on the other hand you don't want to be like oh kids never have sex like that's not a thing so um, I thought it was a little funny almost because you have the oranges falling down or the apples. I think it's apples because <laughs> like Garden of Eden and all that thing. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. I thought of I thought of the dream. I don't know if the dream happened in episode four. Um, uh, I'm not sure either, but Cal is like, they're definitely connected because of the yes. bite. And Cal is like, you're messing with my head. What is going on here? That also gave me, that also like had me question, usually like back a while back, like how vampires 
turn other people into vampires was biting them. And that mm-hmm. clearly wasn't the case here. And and also the redneck under, one yeah. didn't get converted by Eleanor. Yeah. Red, oh, right. That, that's right. And I think it does... It, is, it does make me interested in how are humans actually turned. Yeah. That, that's, but, I'm thinking yeah. we'll find out, hopefully. Um, do you think they're going to have Juliet make Calliope some sort of a hybrid special abilities monster hunting, but also vampire herself? Do you think like we have that in the future? I think, I think something will happen along those lines it might not be completely that but I'm I just got this in the back of my mind I don't think uh Calliope will be human by the end of season one yeah I agree with you there I agree uh we get to run into this new character uh it's very storm uh I don't know if it's a storm from my marvel I don't know which uh the one Halle Berry played, uh, some uh, and spinning the wind, spinning all powerful. We and um, I, we I assume this is Carmen Oliver's lady, because she had the ribbon thing. I don't know if you saw that. No, I saw that. Uh, was Carmen also at? Just to backtrack, was Carmen also at the party? The uh, oh, I I didn't or, notice her if she was. She might have been because Ben discovered uh, Smashley's body, and then Ben, after like trying to check her body, look up and saw. Yeah, oh, it was Carmen. Oh, Carmen, the one that did the liver. Oh, yep. Okay. Ooh, so we're not okay. entirely sure what Carmen. Did they say what Carmen is? I don't know, but if if she's Oliver's partner, well, actually, no. He said she was a witch. I think, right? Or am I okay. crazy? I think I you're right. Say, I want to say the word witch was used. So we've got witches in this world introduced now too. So that's why hmm, I'm trying to think um, because Oliver has a reason to be there, obviously, and they keep talking about him. So of course he's going to show up at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad he what, did. I was kind of, yeah. I was like ready to meet Oliver. A lot of buildup. <laughs> What's he doing there? That's the thing. That's something that hasn't really been made clear. Well, Margot and I don't know who else, but at one point Margot was afraid, or maybe it was Eleanor. It was Eleanor who was afraid. He can, he's, apparently there is a way to kill legacy vampires and they're afraid he's going to tell the monster hunters. But I don't think that's what he's going to do. I don't think so either i think he does because if that's the case they're gonna kill him right exactly but yeah. at this wouldn't make but sense i also think that he has um he has a way to get out of that and i think it has to do with carmen yeah yeah him and carmen are for sure gonna like rampage together their love is gonna be so violent and graphic and yeah we're in for some action scenes with those two i feel like this is the first episode that didn't end on a cliffhanger they must have got tired of the cliffhanger ending and how did this i'm trying to remember the exact it basically ends with um you know uh, oh yeah them daddy yeah, they're running away from the dad who's obviously like not the same. Like grandma messed with daddy. Yeah, that that is to me, that is still a cliffhanger. Okay, you're right. It, it could be, it could be looked at as a cliffhanger. Okay. It's like, I, it's I, not, I see that. You know, it's not like uh Clippy and you know Juliet are just gonna disappear and never be bothered again. Like, no, they they ran. We need to figure out like where the yeah, they're gonna people are going to be looking for them and then we got to figure out what's going to happen to each other's families while they're gone because they know they can't go home uh speaking of the dad what did you think really quick going back to the grandma messing with him what did you think of the whole scene of the snake going inside that was like crazy um i expected that be to be a lot more violent than it was oh really because i was like ah it affected us differently 
it reminded me of the scene from the matrix where uh like the original matrix where neo got that whatever the agents like tried to put inside him and went into yeah. his belly button oh my god that's what yes, it reminded right. me of that is exactly what that was oh i bet they totally have watched the matrix because that was and just like that i can only imagine just how painful that must have been Ooh, i'm Th- grabbing my stomach and i'm also i'm wondering what was it that um why am i forgetting why am i forgetting her name juliet's sister oh eleanor Eleanor, what did Eleanor do exactly to convince, like, that she's going to marry? Agree? Yeah, okay. She is going to give up her future. Uh, she's going to do what her mother could not to save okay. her dad. That's what I thought. Uh, I but... think they even said the guy's name. She was like, oh, Grandma, uh, Charles V of Schmoggenbird is available. <laughs> I'll marry him, I guess. <laughs> nope. Knowing Eleanor, do you think she'll actually go through with that? Oh, hell no. Not a chance in no. hell. I, I think they're still going to hook Eleanor up with Apollo because they, I don't know why they would show us that scene of them in the bar together if like nothing's going to come of that. You're right. You're yeah. right. And I think Apollo, Apollo was the one, uh, Apollo was the one that stole the, the summoner from the, yep. uh, yeah. Okay. And so, and some people have yeah. thought he might turn. He might go villain. I doubt that. Okay. I, I I doubt that. I think he will do. I think he will start doing or going around the same route that Cal was starting to go along with, but he would not be as smart about it. Like maybe and, he's like, oh, I'm kind of into this other vampire, and like. You know, you think maybe he'll question the guild and stuff like that? I think he will, but he would do something. I think he would do something worse. <laughs> He's already proven that. Yeah. By bringing the summoner. Stealing. He's impulsive. Yeah. yeah. And uh, where would yeah. you? Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Go, go, go. I was just going to say, where would you rank this episode uh, looking at the first four? Looking at the first four, this is definitely, I think out of four, this would be number one. Yeah, it's tied it's for only one or two better. with me. Yeah. What, what's, what would be like the tie? Like what's the episode? That, episode three. Yeah. Um, the last episode. I thought was okay. really good. Even though I like wanted the big fight scene in that last episode, I got it here. So I think that's probably why I link them together. Yeah. And I'm trying to, hmm. Also, like, I'm trying, speaking of episode three, I'm trying to figure out um, was the person who, was that another vampire, the one that, uh, that wasn't another vampire. That was a human uh, that Eleanor was trying to get uh, Juliet to kill when they went out. The oh, lots. the uh, ditzy girl in the cage? Yes, yes. Oh, she was a human, yeah. Uh, she was funny. <laughs> my, my, uh, on the third episode recap, Nika was just dogging that girl for being, for overacting that. But I'm like, oh, I'm sure that's what they wanted. They just wanted a... <laughs> 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 you know <laughs> um and she, any other she did it well yeah i totally i totally agreed no hate there uh, she nailed that role she did what she was supposed to do <laughs> right um any other thoughts on the episode I'm trying to think and um, i um on this episode in particular i don't think there's no, um, the only thing I wanted to say, the only other thing I wanted to say is that I love Ben so much. <laughs> he's a good character. I, he is a great character. Um, he's. Um, the Taylor Swift blanket. I loved that when he was like, I have to go get my T-Swift blanket. 
gets a, a tea swift blanket and so a paper towel for to re- wipe the blood off your face. Oh right, yeah. And I love. And he calls how, his mom Bunny. <laughs> that's something else I did. I noticed that was interesting. <laughs> that threw me off. Uh, like I just like how he was saying, like, "All right, we're friends. I'm gonna help you," but he said it without actually saying it. You know, yeah. and it it showed that he was all right. This is this is all new. I don't like anything that's going on. Yeah, he's um, freaked out, but he's in. Yeah. I, I think he's in, and I think that's what probably what they wanted. They're like, okay, let's get Ben in this world. We're it's enough keeping him outside of this world. Bring him, and <clears throat> excuse me, I suspect he will bring some comedic relief to this world as well. <laughs> you know what? Thinking about comedic relief, and I know we're sorry. I know we're nearing the end. I don't like how. I get fed up with shows and I'm glad that there's another like black like um main character sorry uh black main character but then you have Ben who is like I'm tired of seeing I'm tired of seeing black characters always being there for comedic relief. And that's something that I just see a lot or some sort of relief. And I'm like, we saw that in Hey Arnold with Gerald. Uh, We saw that in Doug with Skeeter, uh, which Skeeter is black. We, and we, we know this and I'm just, I'm like, we can do better. Um, I think you make a good point. I do think a lot of time we bring in the, black friend the black funny friend who is like a little uh less of a complex character doesn't get as much meaty stuff um sometimes they bring in in more in the past and mainstream shows that would be often the gay character or yeah or the only black character on the show um the only person of color um and I do think maybe you, that's an interesting point you make about like, is that also kind of going, is that like something that we're still doing today? Um, yeah, so that's an interesting point you make. I, I just want to see, the first thing I want to see when I start a new show is someone who looks like me. Someone who looks like me, who's clearly the one who's, the main character, the center of all this. And I don't see that enough. And there are a number of reasons as to why, but at the same time, I feel like other people are trying to, other people are trying to tell their stories and what they want to get out into the world. But at the same time, very few, it doesn't happen as often for people who like me, who has, their stories, but they don't have all the resources and the the privilege and you know the friends in high places to back them up just so they can start doing this. Yeah. And I hope to see more. Like I hope to see more shows where um, you know, I think they're trying to to make Juliet and Cal- Calliope like both equally the leads. Although certainly, especially in the pilot, like Juliet seemed more like the lead because we got to know her first um, and her family first. Um, But I hope going forward that we get more representation that like, you know, uh, we could have a a mostly black cast where um, it's the white people who are the side characters brought in for comedic relief or um, not even that, but just where, you know, it's it can be a mainstream sh- uh, a mainstream show that has the money that a mainstream show has and it do- we don't have to make whites the cent- it doesn't have to be white centered i think i'm i feel bad that it's probably going to be years and just another decade until that happens people are just starting to get used to this i don't i, I don't know i don't have much confidence in it yeah, I think hope is the better word more than confidence for me. Um, just I hope, but you're you're right. Uh, shows are definitely more diverse than they used to be, but we still have a ways to go. And you know, we're going through this like crazy period in our 
country right now where we're like going backwards. They don't, you know, they're throwing out math books that have like, you know, for no reason. And they're using the excuse of critical race theory and stuff like that. So. Which none um, of them can define. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. They don't know what that means. <laughs> they, no chance. They, they know what that means. Um, so yeah, I, I feel your frustration on that end. Um, so it's interesting to bring you on because I do think the show is getting a lot of accolades uh, for representation. Um, and that kind of just shows you how bad it's been that like this, you know, like this um, just having an interracial couple like that, that's considered so progressive. Um, just how, having, oh, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, I was just it, gonna say like that, basically having half the cast, like that's considered just so progressive. Uh, continue. That just, that still struck a nerve with me. How is, how is that progressive? How is that, like, there have been interracial couples as long as people have been dating each other. I'm just like, how was that progression? Just, I think the progressive thing would have been like a lead black couple. Um, but, uh, you know, um, cause like I, I do, I, I have been seeing a lot of representation of like a white and a black lesbian couple that that's on a lot of, of TV shows and movies, not a lot, but it, it, you know, we get that more than we get to Latino women or to, uh, Asian women or to black women. That is true. That is true. I just, mm. I'm uh, like, well, are you liking the show despite those reservations? I I love the show, but then having this conversation, I'm looking at it through that uh, that lens as well. It's like, why is this supposedly so progressive when this is just Tuesday for me? No. You know, I do think also people are saying it's progressive because of the fact that it's like a lesbian high school show where the lesbian couple is the lead that all right yeah I'll, I'll give it that that is very progressive that is if and if not progressive different and because it's different I think it's going to do a lot better because it's just it's a different story to tell and yeah. I'm very I'm very much sick of the stories that we already have that keep getting told generation after generation yeah, we're ready it's, for it's new boring. stories. New stories. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you, KJ Whitehead, for coming on to this podcast. And um, everybody, make sure you follow KJ on Instagram. Check out her album, Chaos, on iTunes, yeah. Spotify. All of this is linked in the description. Uh, also, make sure you're subscribed to LesCast wherever you are listening. And if you have any questions or you would like me and my guests to answer on future recaps, you can email lescastmedia at gmail.com and we will answer those going forward. All right. We will be back to recap episode five. Uh, until then, make sure you don't lose your blood pills. Thank you so much, KJ. Thank you very much.